Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com
Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. We had a huge show today. Big, big show. Today, as you know, I'm a sports fan. Die hard. Can't live without it. Some might say a junkie. Some might say a fucking sports junkie. And I, I look, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't deny that. Uh, do I have a problem? Maybe. Uh, play a lot of fantasy football. Die hard football fan. So when I got the call today of, hey, Ross, how'd you like to interview Jalen Ramsey, um, the cornerback for from the Jacksonville Jaguars? I was like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Like the Jalen Ramsey, um, the, the arguably the best cornerback in the NFL for the the best defense, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Talks a lot of shit. Big fan. Reminds me of uh, old school prime time Deion Sanders. And I, I said yes, yes. I, look, I don't care where he is or what he's doing. Get him on the horn. Uh, I'd love to sit down and chat with him. Jacksonville's a the Jaguars are, are a fun team to watch. Super interesting. Uh, I had uh, a fantasy football special episode that ran before the season started, and I said besides Leonard Fournette, don't draft any Jaguars. That was that was one stipulation I had. That's, that was a stipulation I've always had. And uh, I was proven wrong this year. Um, I, the the guy who ended up winning our fantasy football Super Bowl won the last game with Blake Bortles as his his quarterback. Blake Bortles was a fantasy football winning quarterback this year. Never would have guessed that in a million fucking years. Uh, and their defense, Jacksonville's defense, if you had them, congratulations, you had the best defense in the NFL. And I'm sure you were housing people. A uh, big part of, of the reason why they're the best in the NFL is, is, uh, is Jalen Ramsey. This guy is, uh, again, it reminds me of Dion. reminds me of uh, Revis. A little bit of Revis Island in him. A lot of confidence. A lot of swagger out of this young man. And uh, the, the best in the biz uh, at, at his position right now was in the Pro Bowl this year. And we got a chance to, to chat. His, his first time sitting down doing an interview since he lost uh, the AFC Championship game to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Um, so I'm super grateful he decided to come on the show. We're going to play the interview in, in, in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, we have some sponsors who pay for this whole shindig to be on the air. First and foremost, we're talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Look, they're our chief sponsor at the top. You hear them during the intro music. BlackRifleCoffee.com is who we're sponsored by. Best coffee in the biz. Uh, forget the fact that they're my best friends. Um, they're, they're a veteran-owned company that is truly giving back to the community. They gave away uh, 10,000 pounds uh, over the holidays to, to men and women deployed overseas. They're constantly looking to, uh, to help people out and uh, just make the world a, a fucking brighter place for people. And they've got the best coffee in the biz. I've been a member of their, their coffee club of the month club for for about a year and a half now, and it just gets dropped off to my doorstep uh, the same date every month, and it's about 4 or $5 cheaper than Costco. Some of the blends they have are the uh, caffeinated as fuck and the just black. Those are my jams. They have those in K-Cups. Uh, they got them in bags. It's a premium roast-to-order coffee. It means they make it right in-house, they bag it up freshly, and ship it out right to your doorstep within two to three days. Uh, use the promo code REVOLUTION at BlackRifleCoffee.com for a one-time use of 20% off. If you're going to do it, use the 20% 
to join the coffee club, um, once I did it, you know, a year and a half ago, to not think about having to go out and buy coffee every month was just another load off my plate, and I was fucking amped about it. Um, so go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION uh, for a one-time use of 20% off. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is the premier energy drink in the land, kids. Uh, you can kick the can. You don't need the can anymore. You don't need Kickstart. You don't need Red Bull. You don't need Monster. Uh, find a wedding, tie those cans to the back of the car because that'll be the last time you see them again. This is a tasty, tiny little tin pouch that you you rip open and squeeze into any liquid available. Talking about beers, waters, Kool-Aids, liquors, liqueurs. Uh, I, I'm LaCroix and, and Strike Force is my jam. They've got four amazing flavors. They got original, they got lemon, they got orange, and they got Make America Grape again. They've also got these 750 milliliter bottles. That sit on your countertop or bar top, and uh, you can just you know walk by and boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and be on your day. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and that's always. You can use that promo code all the time. And they ship everywhere in the entire world. So if you're deployed um, or listening overseas and you're saying to yourself, nah, can I really get some Strikeforce? Yes. Yes, you can. And they'll, they'll ship it to anywhere you are. Again, StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got StraightRazors.com. These are my OG homies. They've been down with us uh, since day one on Ross Patterson Revolution and uh, some of the finest shaving uh, products in the biz. Their straight razors are uh, second to none. You can also get them personally engraved. Uh, Mine says badass motherfucker on it. Yeah, that's what they did for me. It showed up at my house and I was like, hey, how nice is this? Not only do I have a dope-ass straight razor, but uh, they, they carved my initials in. Um, BAMF is what it says uh, for badass motherfucker. And if you're nervous about trying a straight razor for the first time, you can get a safety razor. And those are really, really easy. Um, and that'll, that'll kind of get you started and get you adjusted to how the blade is. Blade's strong, man. It takes about a day and a half off your shaving, which is nice. So you don't have to be, you know, racing to shave at five o'clock every single day. Their kits are like Tombstone. Their aftershave is the best in the business. It's called Smolder. That's my jam. I use it every day. Their cologne Smolder. I use that every day as well. Um, I'm a big fan of them. Go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code Revolution. It'll make a great gift for that bro in your life at straightrazors.com. Last but not least, we've got the Caillou app. That's K-A-Y-U. It was started by uh, two Green Berets out of Fort Bragg, and uh, it's the it's the app that everybody is uh, is getting excited for. They're throwing a party in on uh, St. Patrick's Day in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, they're throwing a, a, a music fest, and uh, the fun thing about that is if you if you have the app downloaded, that party is on uh, March seventeenth. If you have the app downloaded. It becomes available to the world on March 10th. All you have to do is show that app at the door at any of those bars uh, downtown Charleston. Boom, you get to drink for free the rest of the night, which is fucking dope. The app itself is great. combines traveling, um, lodging, uh, just any special interests you might have. And uh, it's connected connecting like-minded people together you can go hiking with somebody uh you can share expenses at a at a concert uh you can go lodging somewhere you can go to dollywood 
Um, you can go to Six Flags, whatever you want to do, and you get to see who the people look like. So it's kind of like Tinder uh, as well, where you get to see the the people you're spending time with, and uh, and yeah, you can start planning planning trips together and 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 saving money in the meantime. So look out for Caillou. That's K A Y U on March 10th. That app is dropping, and it's free. Uh, there's no strings attached. You just download it on uh, on your phone and uh, and then navigate it from there. Uh, now we're gonna get into Jalen Ramsey. Um, man, what a, what a, what a great guy! I had a such a an amazing conversation with him. Um, and again, he is he's the best in the NFL at the cornerback position. Uh, in my eyes, this this guy is is your definition of a shutdown cornerback. And uh, I think I think if he's able to stay healthy, God willing, he is on his way to a Hall of Fame career. That's how great he is. Uh, got a, a a real kick out of talking to him today. So without further ado, here is my at my interview with uh, with Jamie. Jalen, what's up, man? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm I'm real good. Um, this was this was totally unexpected. I got a, a mutual friend of ours hooked us up, and was just like, "Hey, do you know Jalen Ramsey?" He's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm a huge fan." Yeah, I appreciate it too. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, you you came on the scene like I, you're about as exciting as I've seen since Deion Sanders. I hear that every now and then. Yeah, I, I mean, just one of those guys who's created. Like I mean, just headaches for opposing offenses, and, and you're exciting as hell to watch. Like as a cornerback, that's rare to make such a name for yourself. I mean, I, I consider you and like maybe Revis Island, but uh, there's very few shut down corners who seem like they're bigger than the game. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the main thing is, is you know playing the game, doing my job. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I gotta have that personality. I gotta have that extra little, extra little juice to go with it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Where Where are you from originally? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Are you really? Yeah. And I am. and, and what's uh, what made you go to FSU? Um, it was just it just turned out to be the right situation for me. It was like uh, the coaches there at the time were good. Um, they were a team. They were a good team that was pretty young at the same time. So, um. I just I thought I had an opportunity to to go in and help them win the championship. Yeah, I didn't know if you looked up to like Deion Sanders as a kid um, and you were like, yo, I want to go play where Primetime played. Um, not really as a not really. I was a it's crazy, I was actually a Miami Hurricane fan. Uh all the U. Yeah, the U. All my all my life. I was a Miami Hurricane fan and I was a uh Southern California fan, Trojans for all my life. And uh, I was committed to USC for like seven months. Um, and then they had uh, fired Coach Monty Kiffin and the whole thing started yeah. to go downhill. So um, I ended up decommitting in FSU. I, I don't know. I just kind of fell into FSU's hands. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I, I'm going to say this. It's for the good because most of those kids at USC, um, I've li- look, I've lived in Los Angeles for, for 17 years. I saw all of them at Hollywood parties, bars, clubs, where it was just like, "Shit, when are you guys playing football?" Exactly. It, it, it's, I, 
I figured that it was probably like that. I did. That was, that's an aspect though of why I liked it so much. I mean, to be out in LA, to be in Hollywood. So I'm sure uh, the guys who, every guy who's went there, um, I mean, it's a legendary school, uh, and I'm I'm sure they that adds to that adds to the components right there, like being able to be in Hollywood, maybe run into a celebrity here and there, do shopping, really do whatever you want to do. Yeah, because th- those guys like uh, Linehart and Bush and the Reggie Bush and those guys. During their height of of USC's glory um, in the mid two thousands, they were out at all the Hollywood clubs. So you would see them out, and it was almost as if they were local celebrities in the city. But I kept thinking to myself, I was like, "Dude, when do you guys practice? I see you out every single night." Yeah, I bet. I mean, they and like you said, they were like, like Reggie Bush, Matt Lyon. They were all they were celebrities. So um, I don't know. To, honestly, being able to. Them being able to balance that was that's pretty good on on, on their behalf uh, to being able to be that good and still be a celebrity and probably going out every every other night or something. Yeah, yeah, because like Linehart, look, look, if he would have spent more time practicing, he probably could have been a better quarterback. Reggie Bush had a long career; like he, you know, he ended up in the game for at least ten years, which is saying a lot yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Who else recruited you besides FSU? Uh. Literally everybody. Uh, Ohio and, State at all? Yeah, Ohio State did. I'm um, a I'm a Buckeye, by the way. I graduated from Ohio oh, State. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Ohio State did. I didn't like Ohio State though. One, I didn't want. I didn't want to play anywhere cold. So I, I you know, um, I get it. Like those, the, dude. The winters are brutal, and uh, it doesn't lend itself to like, oh, hey, I can train outdoors 365 days a year, like like a Florida State can. Right. Exactly. I didn't. I already was in. Tennessee and Tennessee's not it's I mean it's not as cold as Ohio but it's also not it, it has its season it has fall it has you know spring it has winter so uh I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to be warm all the time I get it I 100% get it. I'm, I'm a Georgia boy originally I just went because it was the biggest school in the nation and I just thought why not have like the ultimate college experience but I felt like that about FSU I've I've partied or or you know, spoke or traveled <laughs> to all these schools. Florida State has that same vibe where everybody down there is a diehard Florida State fan in Tallahassee. Yeah. And it's uh the games are insane. The women are off the charts. Um yeah. some of the hottest girls on the planet that go to school there. Easily. Oh, it's a blast. It's just a oh just a just an awesome time. What year did you come out of college? Were you a junior or a senior? Did you go to the full uh, I came out early. I came out as a junior, uh true junior. I did three years, um, and then came came right out. Um and, and what number were you picked in the draft? Five overall. Five overall. Five. Did you go? Uh yeah, I was there. I was in the green room. I was with my mom, my dad, my niece, nephew, and my brother, and of course, like my agent. Um, and I was in there with them, and it was a good time. It was a, it's like a, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah, I was, I was there. It is, and like I see, like you know, because the draft is coming up next month, and I see some yep. kids skipping it and saying, "No, nah, I'm going to be at home." I was like, "Man, if I had the opportunity to be at the draft and get picked in the first round, that that is one thing you will never forget the rest of your life." That's awesome that you ended up doing it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I know for some dudes, because it was it's guys like that every year who are like, I, I don't know if I'm gonna go. I, I might not go. I think, um, I think if you know, like almost ninety nine percent sure that you're gonna be a first rounder, that you should go just because it's once in a lifetime opportunity. But if there's like a, 
if you're a guy like on the border, like, okay, I might go in the twenties yeah, or I, or I might go early second round next day. Uh, then I might not go just because I understand you don't want to be like the last one in the green room. You don't want to, you know, I mean, it's a whole bunch of possibilities that you don't want to happen. And so, it's a, it's, uh, it's, it's a long time. Like that draft is a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. Like, like I said, I was a fifth overall pick and I was still in the, I was in the green room for it. An hour and a half, man. And did you know you were going fifth overall, but b- like before you showed up that day, or a- uh, as it went along, you were like, "Oh man, I'm going a lot higher than I thought I would, or lower than I thought I would." Crazy. I actually the night before the draft, I had a dream that I was going number three uh, to San San Diego at the yeah. time, or San Diego Chargers, and uh, that that was the one place. I I mean, it sounds crazy not wanting to go number three, but that was the one place I didn't want to go in the draft. Uh, so, uh, I was kind of mad, not really mad, but all day I was like thinking about it. Like, man, I hope this dream don't come true. I hope that dream don't come true. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that I went four to Dallas. That was what I was originally hoping that I went four to Dallas or I either, um, I either failed to number eight to go, to come home, to come to Tennessee. Uh, but after Dallas didn't pick me, my phone started ringing immediately and it, it was Jacksonville. So. Man, look, everybody wants to go to Dallas. That would have been the dream. I, I'm I'm sure Jerry Jones is kicking himself that he didn't take you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, he had people people always say, you know, it was between me and Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean that's if you got those two options, I mean you can't really be mad at him for picking Ezekiel Elliott. Of course I would rather him pick me, but I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, things that he did immediately for that team. Yeah, that's um, true. He's he's one of the best yeah. in the business right now. Right. Uh, are you amps when Jack when you hear it's Jacksonville? Because Jacksonville's not being from Florida. You you know Jacksonville. It's it's not that much of a blast as a town. No, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, recently this year after we started winning a little bit, we started getting a little juice in the city. It was, uh, you know, it, the energy was high. It was like super positive. Uh, it, it was it, it actually it got a little bit fun at times. I mean, it was like it started to be more to do and things like that. But. Um, before then, I mean, we weren't a Jacksonville hasn't historically been a good team, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty dead city. Not much to do there. I mean, there's the beach, a few places to go, but not much to do. It's not one of the most glorified places in Florida that you can be in. But at least you can stay out of trouble. Like it's a city that you can definitely stay out of trouble. One hundred percent. You gonna you gonna you gonna if you get in trouble in Jacksonville, that means you just. That means you just, I mean, I don't know. You burnt down the strip you. club. Yeah, you yeah, burnt down the strip club, and then you threw a stack of cash out the window on exactly. the way out. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, being in Jacksonville, you, you won't get in trouble. You're going to save your money. There's nowhere to really, I mean, blow your money, shop or anything. So, I mean, I, I guess it worked out for me. I mean, for the for the better. For sure. And, and did, a, did a bunch of your old school friends from, from FSU come over to Jacksonville with you and be like, all right, cool, he's in state, he's, you know, relatively close at least yeah so i'm only two out jacksonville and uh, where i live is only like two hours from florida state so i was able to uh i was able to go back to fsu um you know hang out with some of my best friends go to games when we didn't have a game on a sunday and um, then they were able to come to my games on sundays too if they wanted to uh if they weren't too tired or anything like that so it was, it was cool um being that close and being able to uh have that fan base kind of follow me you know right up Right up, right up north a little bit to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
growing up as a kid, was there a favorite team that you had besides the Cowboys that you were like, hey, because I w- with your personality, you could have been you could have been a just taking over the city of New York. You know, I <laughs> I hear that all the time, but being a Cowboys fan, no, I hated New York because uh, they were know, in the they, same division. But I don't know yeah, if like the yeah, Jets yeah. or you know, like if you look at the Jets and you're like, man, I could have lit it up and I would have been on every billboard in New York City. Man, I, I mean, you never know. The end. I mean, and I still have years to play. You know, God, when I got years to play, but you never know what happens in the future. But uh, no, I was never a fan of any of those teams. I was, I was strictly only a fan of uh, the Cowboys, um, just because I mean that was America's team. And then growing up, they played the Cowboys games literally all the time on TV. And then um, I guess slightly also, the, I was a Titans fan just because uh, you know it was the local team and. I, those are the only, you know, NFL football games I was able to go to as a kid, and they were on TV locally all the time. Yeah, were you a big fan of Steve McNair and Eddie George and those guys? Yeah, yeah. huge fan, huge fan of, uh, of of those guys. Steve McNair's kids, they actually have went to the same high school as me. Um, I mean, they're a lot younger, but they graduated from the same high school as me. Um, and then Eddie George, I actually met him, uh, I think it was three years ago. Uh, two or three years ago, he was um, he started up a financial financial advisor firm, and uh, he was he was recruiting me to great guy. Firm. Yeah, he, yeah great, he, guy. great guy. And uh, I I worked with him on a movie maybe I don't know eight ten years ago, and uh, he was always concerned with everybody keeping their finances in the NFL. So that that doesn't surprise me to hear that. Yeah, he's a good guy, great guy, man. He yeah. still, uh, he actually still keeps in contact with my dad all the time, so real good guy. Yeah, he he he's the best. Who just genuinely wants the best for everyone, because you know you can see a lot of guys get it taken advantage of and stuff like that. Eddie's just that dude who's just down. Who's just like, hey man, here's the real situation. You need to treat it like a business. Take care of your money and uh, and yeah. go on about your your day. Um, uh, how many how how many questions and how sick of are you hearing the Blake Bortles questions? By the way, <laughs> um, during the year it got. Uh... I mean, it got a little out of hand because it was like every day or every other day when somebody wants to ask about Blake. But uh, during the offseason, I haven't even been back. I haven't really been back uh, in Jacksonville. I've been home in Nashville for most of the time, and I haven't really talked to any media or really – I haven't really talked to anybody about about Blake at all. You so know, I've been good lately. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, he, I, I think he answered a lot of those questions during the playoffs. And, yeah. uh no, I, look when they resigned him, Jacksonville. You guys, nobody really bitched about it. Where they were like, "Yeah, you know, he he earned this this type of contract, and we'll see what happens going forward." And the the, the crappy thing to me is, you guys beat the Patriots. Like you, <laughs> you know that, right? Like like you felt it when you were out there. Like, God damn it, we beat this team. Um, now look, Patriots went on to the Super Bowl. Obviously, and they technically won on paper. But you guys beat the Patriots that day with Blake Bortles as your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, I I agree with you. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I agree with you. We we had that game, uh, 100% in control until, um, I mean, just a, a few factors played a role into the the true outcome on paper. But yeah, we had that game in control. Yeah, because I was I'm a diehard Falcons fan. Grew up in Atlanta my entire life. I'm one of those people who would never go to the Super Bowl unless my team is in it. So I went to that Falcons 28-3 collapse versus New England. Yeah. And I, I felt the I felt the exact same way 
when I was watching your game a year later was we, we beat the Patriots. Um, you know, he came back at the end and they got some miracle of God type plays out of out of Brady and those guys. And that's the way I felt about you. And I was like, man, as a fan, I left that Super Bowl game with a feeling of emptiness inside of me. I can't imagine what it's like as a player, especially when you know you won. You know you beat them. Like, can yeah. you describe that feeling and what it's been like this offseason? Um, it's kind of been like, uh, I mean... It kind of sucked, right? Immediately it sucked right after. Uh, of course, it stung for about a week or two. Uh, but then for me, I was able to go to the Pro Bowl. So I went to the Pro Bowl, and for me, that, that kind of helped me get over a lot of stuff quicker than probably it did some other guys just because I got to be around football one more week. Right. I got to be around, like, the elite of the elite, uh, you know, doing something um, that selects you get to do. So it, it kind of helped me get over it a little bit. And then um, after that, I kind of got to come home and, and be with my family and friends. So uh, I got over it quicker than other people did. But I know going going forward, I mean, I'm training super hard this offseason. I already started, and I know uh, when we get back, uh, when we get back into the swing of things and training camp and stuff starts, I know we all we all going to have a little chip on our shoulder. We all going to have something to strive for because we, uh, we know now, you know, what it takes to get to that point, the AFC championship game, to get as far as we – got but uh we need one more step so we don't have to we don't have to push a little bit harder we have some motivation was there any falcons at the pro bowl who came up to you and said hey man <laughs> <laughs> we're with you uh, and like you you beat them like you know uh because it's it was, un, it's undescribable what they're able to do for some reason yeah yeah it was, uh i mean probably this this won't be surprising at all but it was more than just falcons coming up to us it was it was like almost everybody in the league was was rooting for us. They were like, "Man, we wanted y'all to win, not them." All uh, of us, kinda, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody wanted us to win, uh, and not them. And that, that's probably like the same for the Super Bowl as well. Like, everybody wanted. Uh, everybody I know was going for Philly anyway. Yeah, and because I, I, I was in Vegas when you guys played, uh, we had a gig in Vegas, and uh, when you guys played the Patriots, and I went into the sports book and I bet on Jacksonville, and there was maybe a line of like ten or twelve, and they all looked at me and they were like, "Wait." You're picking. You're really picking Jacksonville. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the, I thought you guys were going to win. Um, yeah. And, and the point spread ended up being like eight on that. And you guys still won anyways for me. Uh, when I went, and ca- <laughs> when I went and cashed my ticket, I was the only one in there. And I took a photo of it. It, it was like The Walking Dead. I was like, oh man, literally no one picks Jacksonville. Um, did you guys know that going in? Do you talk about that as a team in the locker room where you're like, man, no one thinks we're going to win this game. Let's just go out and tear their heads off. Yep, yep. That was uh that was our message like almost exactly. It was like, Hey look, y'all, like we, we got we have nothing to lose. Uh everybody already thinks we're gonna lose. Uh so so if we win, we shock everybody. If we lose, I mean that's what they thought anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. Let's all the pressure's on them, so let's go out here. Um let's have fun let's just leave it all out on the line yeah and that's the way that game felt too where i was just like man they just keep going for it every down um and that's the way you should play against them um it it was unbelievably exciting uh do you still do you still get together and watch the draft with your buddies and stuff like that like you know since the draft is coming up next month yeah yeah that's like uh i think i think for just football fans in general that's like a tradition that you get that you get with whoever your squad is, you get with your people, 
and you uh you just watch the draft. Probably get some wings. Probably get something to eat. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, we get it. We draft, get a whole spread. Yeah, my wife comes in. We get the wings. We get all of it. It's cool that yep. you guys do it too. Yeah, same same thing. We we do the same thing. I mean, um, at the end of the day, yeah, we, yeah, we play football, but uh, you know, we fans of it still. We still want to see where guys end up, uh, what teams we think got better with teams, you know, may, maybe didn't make a good draft choice. So it's still cool for us to do that too. Yeah, who who are you hoping you guys pick up? Do you have your wish list of college guys that you're like, all right, we need this, we need this, we need this? Um, Man, I, for us, we were so we, – we made such a big difference this year, like the culture change and everything like that. I just hope we get somebody um, who is, you know, used to winning, somebody who's – you know, from a winning program or at least used to individually winning um, and who's just going to fit what we're trying to do, like fit what we, how we trying to take this team. Not really uh, specifically one position. Cause I mean, we made it, we made it work with the guys we had on the team already. So we're going to make it work, but uh, you know, adding key uh, good pieces and, and some young pieces, like our team's already young. I think that'll, that'll be good for us. Some wide receivers. I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to see you guys get some wide receivers in there. Yeah, I think I think that's a that that's possibly a target for us. I think uh, wide receiver may be a target for us. I think tight end will be a target for us. Um, of O line will be a target for us. I mean, you can never have too many O lines to protect the quarterback who you just uh, you know locked up with on a contract. Um, so so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see who we get. For sure, yeah, because I like I think you guys have the best defense in the league. Uh, I'm not saying that because you're on my show. I, I'm saying that because I, I think that's the <laughs> that's the that's the general consensus of everybody. Fournette is, uh, you know, he looked like a god his first year. I'm uh, telling you, he a beast. He he's going to be great. And I, look, I, I'm not a, I'm not as down on Bortles as everybody else is. If you can manage a game, he, you know, to me, he. He appears to have the skill set of, of almost an Alex Smith. If he learns to manage the game and you guys get some better receivers, he's only going to get better and better. I, I think you guys are very – you don't need too many more pieces to be a Super Bowl contender every single year. No, I, I agree I agree with you 100%. Um, and with them locking up, Blake, I think that, uh, you know, now that we know that we're not going out looking for a quarterback, a free agent quarterback or anything, yeah, we, we could possibly get a, a rookie quarterback to – uh, come and compete and learn under Blake or something. But other than that, I mean, if, if we're going to stick with Blake, we got to go get them pieces around him to help him even more. Our defense, we're going to keep doing what we got to do. We're going to keep working together. Hopefully everybody can stay with us and stay together. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just getting some more pieces uh, around Blake to help him and uh, help Leonard lead that offense. That'll, that's, that'll be the key, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, how how were your draft numbers when you were in the in the combine? I was watching the combine uh, over the weekends. What was your forty? My forty was a four four one. That was my uh, that was my fastest one, a four four one. What about vertical? Uh, I verted a forty one and a half. All right, and how about bench? Uh, I did the bench press fifteen times. I think it was fourteen or fifteen. It was pretty. It was average. That was that was my most average uh, uh, number. Was the bench press? Did, did you see the Shaq uh, the numbers that were put up by Shaq Griffin by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I was joking with my uh, I was joking with my mom. I was like, man, the the guy with the prosthetic arm he he did bench press five more times than I did it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
Crazy. His, he's a beast, though. He's a he's a and and yeah, he got the prosthetic arm, but he actually a good football player. He's I've I watched a couple uh, UCF games just because. Well, one of my teammates, well, Blake is he's from UCF, and uh, AJ Bouye, the other corner on the other side of me, uh, they're both from UCF, so they always used to try to say UCF was the best. Uh, they were the best team in Florida, better than Florida State, <laughs> stuff like that. So I, I actually watched a couple of their games, and he actually a good ball player as well. He's not just. You know, he's not just like some Cinderella hype story. He actually a good football player. No, nah, it's great. He he's going to be one of the great storylines of the draft. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield is another one. Uh, but what about you? Is there any college guys that you're still friends with that are coming up in the draft that you're excited to see where they they end up? Yeah. So, like my one of my best friends, like will end up being, uh, you know, my kid's goddad one day, Derwin James. He, uh, of course, he's from Florida State. So we were, we we've always been super close. Um, he did super good today in the combine. He ran a four four seven. He jumped a forty inch vertical. He did the bench press twenty one times. Uh, he's a two hundred fifteen pound six three safety. Wow. Um, he did he did really good. He's projected first round. I'm excited to see where he ends up and never let. Hopefully he end up he he end up in Jacksonville with me. How crazy um, would that be? I know. I'm telling you that'd be that'd be what's up right there. Uh, I'm looking forward to see where Lamar Jackson la- lands and uh, how Same. he does in the NFL. Just because, I mean, there's a lot of speculation going on with him right now. People want to put him at a different position, um, you know, even though he's he's done really well at quarterback. He's put up some crazy numbers at quarterback uh, his time being in Louisville. And me personally, I played against him um, when I was in, was in college my uh, junior year, I think my last year. Uh, and, what, what, were your, what were your thoughts on him, yeah, when you played against him? Uh, he actually, he, I mean, he did good against us. He, we beat him, of course, but uh, he did real good. He, uh, he was, he was basically their offense. Like, um, they didn't, I mean, they didn't really have as many weapons uh, as other teams had around him. Like, he didn't really have the receivers. He didn't have the running backs that could make him, that could go make a play and make him just look even better than he is. But he won Heisman um, off of the team he had. So, um, I think he's good. I, I do too. I think he might be a little thin. Like, I, you know, if he took off running and somebody like you came and lit him up, um, I, boy, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as his body develops and he gets bigger, um, you know, look, all of these quarterbacks to me are, are a couple, two, three seasons away, but the NFL doesn't seem to want to spend the time develop, de- developing these guys anymore like they used to. No, the NFL is a, is a right now league. It's like, they want everything right now. Yeah, um, especially I from mean, a quarterback because you're paying him so much money. You expect right. them to be the face of the franchise. The franchise, and you look at guys like Carson Wentz and them, and they're like, "I don't understand why you can't be the next Carson Wentz." Right. See that, and that's what makes it hard because uh, you see guys do that like year one. Carson Wentz, um, even this year, Deshaun Watson did it until he got hurt. Yeah. You see guys who actually do it, so they're like, "Shoot, we want that." But then there's also guys who are good doing it the second year. Jared Goff. Um, he wasn't ready year one, but last year he had a good year. He was in the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Um, Kansas City is sort of doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. They, I mean, he didn't play last year. Alex Smith was still the head guy, and now this year they they've already said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Patrick Mahomes. Like, so we'll see how he does this year. Sometimes it pays off if you do it that way. It does. It does. Is there a quarterback out there that's got your number where you're like, man, I can't face this guy. I can't tell where 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 he's going every time. Um, I think, uh, well, uh, man, 
I think, uh, of, of course, Tom Brady. Uh, he's the I think he's the best quarterback ever to play the game. He he was very good. Uh, hard to read him. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I can I can understand why now after playing him. But also uh, a dude in my conference, like Marcus Mariota. I thought Marcus Mariota. For some reason, the Titans, have a, they have our number. He just does a good job as being a leader to their team, managing the game, kind of like you were just talking about. He he does a good job with that, and they have our number. They, I mean, they beat us three out of the four times that we played. And the one time that we beat them, Marcus Mariota got hurt. So that's why I say Marcus Mariota has our number. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson. Um, we played him one time last year just because he got hurt. He was hurt the second time we played him. But um, the the one time we played him, he didn't even start the game. Uh, Tom Savage started the game. He came in after halftime uh, while we were already up like by 30 points. He came in immediately. His first two drives took took him down the field. They scored. Uh, they scored two quick times. Took him down the field. So I think over the years to come, him and DeAndre Hopkins, they're gonna be a they're going to be something we got to key on when we play the Texans twice a year. Yeah, for sure. I, I Look, I had him in fantasy football. He was my starting quarterback to Sean Watson. I was annihilating people, and it was the, yeah. it was the greatest thing ever. And then I got a weird text like the da-na-na, da-na-na on my phone from ESPN, like, oh, you have an ESPN alert. Deshaun Watson, uh, torn ACL in practice, done for the year. Sorry about right. your life. And uh, I, cu- I couldn't believe it. Um, cause you know, it's, it's rare to see a, a guy like him get hurt in a non-contract drill in, on a third, exactly. on a Thursday, um, afternoon. And, uh, it, yeah, it was shocking. It was yeah, shocking. Crazy. Um, whatever drill they, they were doing, I guarantee they won't be doing that no more. No, no, for sure. For sure. You're, you're notoriously one of the best trash talkers in the league. Did you, tr- <laughs> did, did you even attempt it against Tom Brady? I did actually. Yeah. Crazy. I did. Uh. I did during pregame and I did during the actual game. Uh, I mean, of course, I mean, think about trash talking. You can only really trash talking if you're uh, if you're winning. So while we were winning, I was trash talking. But uh, as soon as they started to come back and stuff, I was trying to focus up, um, get in a different zone. And and then once they started winning, of course, that was the end of the game. So, yeah. did, Did he respond to you at all? Uh, at the beginning of the game, he did. Yeah, he did. He, uh, I think I remember him saying something like, I'm going to come at you. Like, I'm, I'm coming at you early in the game. And uh, I don't remember exactly what I said back to him, but I was probably like, I, was, I probably said something along the lines of, I, you know, I hope you do, and I guarantee us a win or something like that. But <laughs> he, didn't, uh, he didn't come at he He didn't come at me a lot during that game at all. Uh, who else that you can't is the best trash talker besides you that you just can't get inside their head? Uh, Antonio Brown. He was really good. He was, uh, I mean, and kind of going back to what I just said, when you're when you're doing good, when you're holding your own, uh, you got a little leeway. You can kind of talk a little bit, and people can't talk to you as much. So uh, that's why he would. He, I couldn't really get in his head because he was still handling his business. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like a beast out there. Oh, he is. He is for sure. Because he's not the biggest guy, and you wonder why he's torching everybody. And and you know, at least me, I sit home and think. Man, he's got he's got to have the best ability there is because nobody can seem to touch that guy. I mean, he he's a combination of everything. Yeah, he's not big, uh, but he runs his routes good. He's fast. He catches his catch radius is crazy. He catches anything that Big Ben throws his way. Um, he just he's good at judging the ball. Has good eye control. I, mean, I think he's just a 
to get all around receiver. Yeah, I do too. We we have Julio Jones on our team. You know who's uh, who's great, but he's not. He's still not on Antonio Brown's level for some reason. And you would you would look at a guy like Julio Jones with the the physical capabilities that he has, and you're like, why? I don't understand. Why is he not putting up the same numbers as Antonio Brown? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I think Julio's. He's one of the top at the game too, to be honest with you. I, I, I like Julio's game a lot, uh, but they're just different players. And then at the same time, you got that that quarterback wide receiver relationships big too. When you getting when you getting the ball fed to you uh, fifteen plus times a game like AB is, then uh, you're gonna put up better numbers than somebody who's only getting the ball maybe eight times a game. Sure. Sure. Um, what, let me ask you what your uh, your owner's like. This guy seems, I mean, every time you see him, he looks like he's ready for, for the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. Uh, is he a cool guy in real life? Like, would you hang out with him on the rag on the weekend and be like, hey, man. I could. Really? I could. Yeah, yeah, he's that cool. He's he's super cool. Him and his son, uh, Shad and Tony. Tony's his son. Uh, they super cool, man. They, I mean, they just chill. With, I mean, what you see is really how they how they are. They cool. Uh, always got always got their swag right. Like they going to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, got the the mustache. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know how long that takes to get ready. He's also the first owner that installed. Uh, is it is it hot tubs in the stadium or, or a pool? Do you guys have a pool he down got there? The pools. Yeah. yeah, he got pools in the, in the stadium. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's cool, man. He's super cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, let me get a prediction out of you. How many years until you're Super Bowl champion? Uh, I, 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 this year, I don't think we're gonna have to wait too much longer. Okay. I, mean, I, I, I you know, I, if I don't, if I don't believe it, and nobody else will, so I definitely believe it'll be this year. That's true. That's true. And uh, one more before I get you out of here. Uh, since you've become. I would I would like to say this in this year in particular one of the faces of the NFL. Everyone's excited to see you. You're popping up in all these interviews. You're all over TV. Is there a celebrity crush that you have out there where you're like, man, can 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 homegirl hit me up? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember when I first got the blue check on Instagram and Twitter. I DM Rihanna because I was thinking, I was thinking that maybe you know uh, once you get the blue check, like all blue checks notify they notify each other. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I did. I slid in Rihanna DMs, but I didn't have no luck with that. <laughs> you, uh, I think it's uh, who jo- Joel Embiid. He's got no luck yeah. with with Rihanna. It all comes back to Rihanna, doesn't it? White, black, it doesn't matter what race you are. Rihanna it cuts through everyone. I'm telling you, man, she could heal the country on her own. Like that's how hot she is. I guarantee it. She she is that. All that in the back of chips. Oh man, look, you keep putting up seasons the way you're putting up seasons. I, I have a feeling uh she'll connect with you sooner sooner than later. Yeah, we need Rihanna to hear this and, and hit me up on Instagram or something, Rihanna. Hit me back on, <laughs> on many DMs. Where can people find you on social media? Uh anybody can follow follow me uh, it's just my name, Jalen Ramsey, J A L E N R A M S E Y. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's Instagram. Snapchat, anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I, I appreciate you doing the show. You're you're one of the rising stars in the NFL, and I, I think, uh, God willing, injury-free and, and on your way to, uh, to a Hall of Fame career, my man. I appreciate you, man, and I appreciate you having me on here. This is cool, man. Yeah. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Huge, huge fans. Uh, much continued success. H- have a great day, buddy. Appreciate it. You too, man. All right. Bye-bye.
Uh, what an awesome guy. Shit. Um, I've been watching his interviews for a long time on like uh, ESPN. Uh, I watch a show with uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take in the morning. He, he, he's been on there. Uh, always an awesome interview. Always uh, brutally honest. Um, always willing to talk to the press. And uh, and and a guy who who's got more confidence than than anybody you will ever meet, I can assure you that. Um, his swagger and uh, and his attitude inside the locker room is he's one of those guys you wish you had fifty three of them on the roster. Um, he's a hard worker. He just gets after it, and uh, and, and truly, he 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 thinks that. He cannot be beaten every single Sunday. Uh, an absolute pleasure to sit down and talk to him. Um, and it, it, it's look, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to see uh, a young guy doing great stuff for for a young franchise and uh, and starting something new that uh, they they could potentially build a dynasty on. So Jalen Ramsey, greatly appreciate you being on the show. Uh, what a crazy awesome interview. Um, I'm Ross Patterson for Jalen Ramsey. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone.